0: Hey, this is Matt, and you're listening to Bluegrass Jam Along, the podcast for anyone and everyone who plays bluegrass. Hey there, everybody. Uh, Another Food for Thought episode, but first I want to uh, apologise for the fact there's no backing tracks this week. Um, There's a very good reason for that. I've not been very well, and I did record some, and then I listened back to them, and I don't know if it's because my ears were a bit blocked or just I was a bit under the weather, But they sounded atrocious, so I deleted them and I'm going to redo them this weekend. So nothing this week, but there will be again on Tuesday. Um, So yes, we've got another Food for Thought though, and there's also, I'm doing another interview on Monday. So I'll have that on the podcast hopefully in the next week or so, and that's a really exciting one. So more on that to come. But this week's Food for Thought is the question, is it possible to ruin a song? And the reason this came about is, um, well, no, let's stop first. I'm going to ask you a question. What do these songs all have in common? Twist and Shout by The Beatles. I Think We're Alone Now by Tiffany. Make You Feel My Love by Adele. Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cyndi Lauper. And Church Street Blues by Tony Rice. And the answer, of course, is all of them are cover versions. All of them, all of those songs we know and love in those versions were written and recorded by somebody else first. And Church Street Blues is an interesting one in that list and that's the reason that this sort of food for thought came up is Punch Brothers released a video of the first track from their new album, which is a whole album covering a whole album of Tony Rice's. Um and taking the much loved Church Street blues in a very different direction. And there's been a lot of reaction to this online. Um and the whole range, like some people love it, some people hate it, some people don't get it, but sort of respectfully disagree with it and I sort of always pose the question whether it's possible to ruin a song and I have an opinion on this which I'll, I'll tell you later um, and, and you will too and I think part of it I think I find this particularly interesting because it's punch brothers because I think Chris Thile does tend to divide people because he goes to places a lot of other people won't go and uh, but he's very rarely done it with a song that is so known and so loved and gone to such a Distance from the starting point with it. Um, and a couple of thoughts. One is that Church Street Blues, if they're covering Tony's version, is a cover of a cover anyway, because Tony covered Norman's version, um, that we also know and love. Um, so it's a cover of a cover, which is also true of Twist and Shout. The Beatles covered the Isley Brothers version of Twist and Shout, but the Isley Brothers weren't the people who wrote it, and they weren't the people who recorded it. Um, go and look that up if you're interested. But it's, yeah, it's... It, about versions we know, but a version of a song becomes very, very dear to us and hearing a version that feels like somehow it takes something away from it can be a bit weird and a bit odd and a bit painful and can engender very, very strong reactions in people. Um, And I find that interesting and I think it's possible for a piece of music to be something you really dislike. Um, and it's possible for a piece of music to be something you don't understand, and it's possible for a piece of music to be something you do understand, but there's all sorts of variations in there. And I think, particularly with Chris Thiele and Punch Brothers, the way I come to it is that they've been responsible for so much music that I adore, and moves me, and means something to me, and excites me, and... Brings me to tears and makes me think. And they've been so responsible for some of the most beautiful live music experiences i have ever had. I mean, last time I saw them here in London, they did Familiarity as the last song and stepped out in front of the mics um, in front of 2,000 people and played completely acoustically to the point we all had to listen, hold our breath, lean right in. And it was a, just a glorious moment. So my point is this, they've been so responsible for music that I love. And the reason for that is because they have followed what their musical path is and who they are as a band and as performers. And so sometimes they're gonna do that and they're gonna go off in a direction that I don't wanna follow. Or they're gonna go off in a direction I follow, but I'm not entirely sure about what it is when we get there. Or but their hit rate is so good. And the point of them is to fully explore who they are as musical human beings and to not do that would be doing themselves a disservice and therefore doing the listeners a disservice. And this idea that because... I I was speaking to somebody recently about Punch Brothers. They said, yeah, they're great musicians. I just wish they'd play more bluegrass. And, like, yeah, you wish that, but they have to do what they've got to do. And so, like, my point is that um, I think you need people who can take things off in different directions, and you don't need to follow, you don't need to want to go there. You can dismiss it, that's fine. But it is what it is. And I think for... Punch Brothers, to be who they are, they have to be who they are and they have to follow where their heart takes them. And that has resulted in a really strange version of Church Street Blues that, I mean, personally, it baffles me a bit. I don't really get it. Um, But I would always, always, if Punch Brothers, figuratively figuratively speaking, say, get your coat on, we're going over here to look at something, I'm going to go over and have a look at it with them. I might not love it when we get there, but I will always put my coat on and follow wherever their music takes me because their hit rate is phenomenal, and the stuff that works for me works so deeply. Um, but yeah, I've been confused by this this version of Church Street Blues. I've listened to it a lot. I still don't entirely know how I feel about it, or and that's all right. That doesn't you know that doesn't really bother me. Um, it is a strange thing, but it is also what it is, and so. My sort of conclusion then is that it's not... I mean, I love Church Street Blues in, you know, I love Norman's version, I love Tony's version, I love hearing other people do versions of their versions that are pretty close. Um, but my feeling is you can't ruin a song. Like, the songs I love and I've heard them done so badly and I've been in a situation with a friend where we went to a sort of open mic thing and played a Grand Parsons song and we finished it and before the last chord had even died out, somebody sat about five feet from us and said that's the worst version of that song I've heard in my life. And, like, he might have been right, do you know what I mean? He might have been right. But he sort of acted as if we'd ruined the song that he loved. And you can't ruin a song. You can ruin a painting. You can paint a moustache on, I don't know, the Mona Lisa. You can cut a hole in a Rembrandt. You can deface a building. You can lop the dome off St. Paul's Cathedral. You can... You know, you can physically... But a song is not a physical thing. A song is an idea that is then captured by somebody. And we tend to fixate on the version of it that was captured that we love. Uh, You can't ruin a song. Like, whatever you do to a song. And a fine case in point, I Love Jump by Van Halen. Brilliant song. One of my favourites of all time. Dave Lee Roth subsequently did a hideous bluegrass cover of it. Um, And it was horrible. Horrible. But doesn't change the fact that i love a song i just don't like that version of it and so that's that's sort of where i got to just sort of wandering around with that in my head this week and i wondered where you've all got to and i just the general thing of cover versions you know be cover versions you love the cover versions that you like more than the original the covers that you heard first and so that feels like the original like whose version of you got a friend is the one you heard first james taylor or carol king they're both beautiful um yeah so i just want to know how people feel really not necessarily about this particular version of this particular song but just the topic in general um you know and tony rice himself made a career of recording other people's stuff like he's some of his best stuff is other people's songs um yeah i don't know chip in let me know what you think come over to facebook or instagram i'll put the links in the show notes and tell me what you reckon but that's what's been in my head this week and i just want to hear what other people think Brilliant. I will see you next week with another tune. In the meantime, have a great week and happy picking. Bluegrass Jamalong is proud to be sponsored by Collings Guitars and Mandolins, making some of the finest guitars and mandolins in the world since the 1970s. Visit collingsguitars.com and find out why.